Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insights series on coronavirus, what businesses need to know now. Hi, I'm Wendy Donahue from Zurich North America. Today, we'll be talking about how employers can help their people navigate the holiday season in the time of COVID-19. Typically, the period between Thanksgiving and New Year's is when many workers take time off, gather in larger numbers with family and friends, and travel to see relatives or escape cold climates. COVID-19 puts some of these holiday traditions in a new light, creating concerns for businesses that care about their people and count on them to deliver for customers and communities. Here with me today are Bob Boyle, North America Chair of the Crisis Management Committee at Zurich North America, and Christian Bajorit, Director of Wellbeing at Zurich North America. Together, they're part of a larger team at Zurich that has been helping us adapt to new and different ways of working during the pandemic. Their leadership has helped our workforce stay strong and in the process provided insights on resilience to our customers and distributors. Welcome to you both, Kristen and Bob. It's a pleasure. Really happy to be here, Wendy. Great, thanks. This is a holiday season like no other in the shadow of COVID-19. What would you say is the single biggest concern employers have about or for their people in this period? Bob, how about we start with you? Thanks, Wendy. You know, I think there's really multiple concerns when it really comes out to the upcoming season. So I'll start and Kristen really would be great to hear your thoughts. I think general safety while participating in gatherings and during travel is really going to be one of our top concerns for our employees. We're clearly seeing an increase in the number of positive cases, test rates, hospitalizations, and even deaths. And with the weather changing for much of the country, you know, we're forced to, to really to go inside and that carries increased risk for transmission. So in addition from the research, one of the trends that we see as the spread of the COVID-19 is small gatherings and family. And you know it's almost natural to put your guard down when around family and loved ones. So I'd say as we enter the next few months, our employee safety from the virus will be right up there. I'd also add that you know we recently did a touch point survey and our employees feel the same way. Over 60% said that one of their top concerns was staying safe from the virus. So whatever we can do to support them, we will certainly try to do. Great, thanks, Bob. How about you, Kristen? Yeah, I think, thanks, Wendy. In addition to the physical safety that Bob talked about, I think emotional well-being is also really a major concern. You know, prior to COVID, we knew that one in five people in the U.S. struggle with a mental health challenge. But then when we couple that with everything that our employees have been dealing with since March, so fear of the virus, we are potentially homeschooling, right? We've got people maybe having potential difficulty separating their work from home, isolation, and then you add to that canceling holiday plans or not having the same traditions that you used to have, which could lead to isolation. You know, and it's not just been COVID this year. We've had, there's a really contentious election season going on. We've had civil unrest. So there's all of that combined with, again, missing out on the holidays. People are dealing with loss, whether it be really extreme loss due to COVID or just the loss of what their regular traditions are or their regular schedule. So as we look at this as an employer, you know, our employees are really going through a lot and we really owe it to them to help stay tuned in tune to where they may be struggling and then letting them know what resources are available to help them. Yeah, great point. 
You know, it strikes me that both the physical safety piece and emotional well-being tie into the decisions employees are making or will make about whether to travel, especially. Thanksgiving and the December holidays are typically peak travel periods. So for employees who are, who are used to traveling to be with family or friends, there are risks if they go forward with travel, including greater exposure to more people. And there are risks if they stay home, including the isolation that you talked about, Kristen. And that can have health effects too. Uh, do, do employers have any place in helping employees navigate these decisions? Bob, how about you start? Yeah, great, great question. I, first, I think these are all absolutely individual choices and sub, you know, subject to employees' own situation. With that said, I think as employers, we owe it to our teams to really provide information and guidance where we can. You know, we've re received really good feedback that the information we have shared has not only been useful in the business setting, but also personally. Um, you know, my primary guidance would be to stay up to date on the guidelines and information about the location you may decide to travel uh, to and from, in addition, you know, with a method for travel. You know, we've we've used um, and I would recommend using the CDC guidelines to a great extent. You know, the CDC, you know, says things like, you know, before firming up travel plans, really encourage the current understand the current state of the virus. Um, there's a lot of really great links out there. One that we use for information is the COVID tracking project shows number of cases change over seven days and that's um, really good for those with a travel a business travel provider. Um, most of the big travel providers will have a, a set of COVID-19 resources or travel restriction or travel warning sites. We use, for example, American Express's global business travel site. We actually put that on internet sites so individuals can use that for business purposes and also for their personal use. So a good resource that doesn't have to be just for, you know, just for business. You know, the TSA has a COVID-19 information hub with information on screening and sanitation guidelines and other, uh, you know, frequently asked questions. So, you know, and then I would also, you know, make sure that we, you know, mention here is that, you know, reminding employees that there's different jurisdictional requirements at a state and local level about quarantine and recommendations, whether traveling to or traveling back from certain hotspots. Um, you know, from business perspective, we expect those recommendations to be to, to be complied with. So um, just something to understand from, from your own employee employer relationship perspective. So, um, you know, so really just to wrap up that, I'd say really become really familiar with all these pieces of information. And while you're making those personal decisions, you know, if at the end of your really well-deserved vacation, you're expected to quarantine, you know, take that into account. If you're considered at your place of business an essential staff, you know, it's really something that need to share that with your, your manager so you can both understand and come up with a plan to cover those job duties remotely or um, by a, you know by another employee. And um, again, just just make sure that you stay, I'd, I'd say, aware of all the policies and and benefits that are that are available at your place of work. Um, for example, hospitalization benefits or other other benefits that that may have been communicated through your through your various uh, channels. Great points, Bob. I think a lot of people kind of forget about the prospect of a quarantine and they don't necessarily factor that into the time they're taking off and whether they have the vacation days to cover that if they can't be in uh, a facility where they're expected to be present. So that's really Absolutely. important. And, and Kristen, how about for employees who say, okay, I'm not I'm not going to travel. I'm, I'm going to stay put. What, what are some of the issues there? 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you decide not to travel, right, first of all, I think it's a time that we can really get creative. So are there some things that we can do as an employer that maybe we haven't done before because we haven't been in this situation before, but that can still make you feel connected to your employer, right? So as a manager, um, are you able to do some sort of virtual holiday gathering with your employees or a handwritten note? Everybody likes mail that's not a bill or, or something that's coming in um, that, that is everyone likes a handwritten note and something welcome or a small gift even. Um, you know, and I think even encouraging our employees to take that time off if you're not traveling, uh, it can be difficult for, for people, I think, sometimes if they don't have a place to go to remember that you can still relax and you can still take that time and, and that PTO or that vacation time is important, even if you're just doing a staycation and hanging out by yourself or um, doing whatever it is that you may need to do that's outside of work, but still checking out from work. You know, the other things that employers can do is, do we do you have employee resource groups that could schedule some sort of virtual holiday gathering? Or there are a lot of different uh, volunteer service projects that are going on. So is there something that you could do with the employee resource group or as a manager with your team? Is there a volunteer opportunity that you can do a food drive or making cards for the elderly or, or something that is a group activity that you don't need to physically be together to do? Um, I think just again recognizing though that it is important to, to still take a break and just try to be as creative as possible when you're coming up with things to do virtually with your teams just to support that togetherness and that feeling of belonging. Yeah, great points. Um, some of what you, you've been talking about um, kind of calls to mind the boundaries that we've typically had between employers and employees. Is, are those boundaries blurring a little bit, you know, between professional and personal um, because of COVID? And when employees are working, should managers express more concern about their well-being beyond just whether they're present and, and in good physical health and, and productive? Should, should it go beyond that? Yeah, that's a good question, Wendy. And I would say that they absolutely are blending and we're seeing more and more um, communication. And I know we at Zurich have even done a communication with managers and what to look for with your employees if you think that there may be some emotional well-being or, or mental health concerns. So it, it definitely is blurring. You know, I think if you've got regularly scheduled one-on-one -on -one meetings, um, don't cancel those with the assumption that people are busy and trying to wrap things up from your end because those are really important touch points for people. If you have employees who are usually usually attend meetings or are usually on the team's call, they show video and all of a sudden they're not showing video or their calendar is, um, is booked unexpectedly or maybe they seem really irritable and that's not like them. You know, that can be a sign that um, Maybe you need to reach out and listen and, and, and talk to them and and show some empathy toward what they're going to going through. Um, your employees, they may be feeling overcommitted as the year draws to a close. So express understanding, talk to them about how can you help relieve some of the pressure if they still have, you know, there's a lot of holiday pressure as well that goes with the work pressure. So how can you help alleviate the work pressure to help them take some of that stress off? Um, and it may be something, you know, there are a lot of different aspects that can help. So if, if they seem to be, you know, maybe just not themselves, you can recommend, is there a friend you can talk to? Is there a family member you can talk to? Um, but if it's beyond that, it may be something that they want to talk to or you want to recommend the employee assistance program if your company has one. So, you know, I, I think during this time, there are 
employees who maybe have never used the employee assistance program before, they may have concerns about the confidentiality, but making sure that you reassure them that everything is confidential, your employer doesn't know, your manager doesn't know, you know, we will tell our employees that you have the six free sessions of in-person or virtual because now a lot of counselors are doing it virtually, but there's more to the employee assistance program than the six free sessions. So I think just stressing too that the employee assistance program, it truly is from an assistance perspective. If you're feeling overwhelmed, it can help. Some employee assistance programs can help with childcare. So not actually giving childcare, but if you need to find somebody to help with childcare. So maybe if your daycare gets shut down because of some COVID concerns, you can contact them and they can help you find a resource in your area. Um, I know that some of them will help find resources for if you have parents who maybe are alone or isolated and you can't get to them because of, of the virus, you can reach out and they can, they can help with that as well. So there really are a lot of different resources. If you don't have an employee assistance program, you can ask human resources if they have a list of national um, resources. So there are things like NAMI.org. There's a site for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So there really are a lot of different resources that you can highlight for your employees, even if you don't have the EAP. Right, great information. Um, so about those boundaries. So this this gets even trickier, I think, um, this idea of kind of wondering what your employees will do during the holidays, especially as Bob said, if they're considered essential workers, you know, how how much can you sort of talk with them about their plans for for gatherings or their plans for travel. Bob, maybe you can start this one. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic. So, you know, I think as an employer, you know, we certainly don't want to feel like we're prying. You know, I think this 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 time is um, that we've been has done a lot of things. I think there's a lot of transparency. I think there's a lot of hopefully trust being built. You know, in, during this time. Um, but like I said, you know, I don't think we really want to, to, to pry and, you know, we, we absolutely need to respect the choices our employees are making for themselves. But but we can serve um, really as a trusted resource for information by sharing information through communication channels. I mentioned earlier, you know, our use of the CDC um, as our guideline and our guidepost for lots of the decisioning we're making and really offering that information up through your communication channels. Right. So the CDC, for example, has a holiday celebration guidance on gatherings and you know there's a lot in there um you know to, to go through but you know things things about you know state and local laws um you know the COVID-19 um you know positivity tests and rates and that sort of stuff and that and the communities that you're going to be in um you know indoor longer larger gatherings really pose more threat than shorter outdoor gatherings and smaller gatherings um, we think about, you know, being being flexible and, you know, understanding that the host that's being flexible puts a lot of pressure on them to um, to consider, you know, where somebody, you know, travel to coming in from or, you know, what have they been doing the, you know, leading up to the event and that sort of thing. So I think early on settling on potentially, you know, smaller events, family only, that sort of thing um, can alleviate some stress from the spread of the virus. Obviously, as we've talked a few times already that during the, the podcast, it, it, it goes into the sort of the wellness um, side of things and that isolation and, and that sort of thing. So it, there's a really a balance in there. But if we think about, you know, then all of the other sort of guidance that the CDC has, you know, 
washing your hands, social distancing, wearing a mask, um, you know, avoiding crowds, avoiding crowded situations, those sorts of things. I, I think those are just things that we can offer through our communication channels, not not setting judgment, but setting out information and communication that can really be supportive for our employees and their families and friends to, to, to do things as safely as possible. That's great. I think I think employees value, I know as an employee, I do value the sense that there's care, you know, from my employer. It's not just, um, you know, dictating uh, rules. It's really, uh, at Zurich, it's been um, a climate of really showing care. And um, I think all of us really feel that. So I think that's super important. Um, physical health, as, as Kristen mentioned, isn't the only concern during the holidays. Uh, many of us wobble on our fitness and our nutrition and stress management habits during the holidays in any year. Um, what can employers do to help employees preserve the time and the commitment um, to self-care in a time when, in a year when it's maybe more important than ever? Yeah, that's a good question too. And I, I think, you know, Bob had actually mentioned um, one of the checkpoint surveys that we did, but we did get some responses back and, you know, physical health and maintaining your physical well-being and emotional well-being were the top areas of focus. So again, I think it's about getting creative in how we present things. Um, we actually have a uh, contract with an on-site gym. And within that contract, we were able to flex a little bit and they were able to flex and we are now providing a virtual option for our employees. So it's virtual classes for them. Um, and not just exercise classes, but there's meditation, there's some uh, cooking classes in there, things about stress reduction, healthy meal prep, which is always welcome when you're eating a lot of maybe mashed potatoes and gravy. So in between that, maybe some, some nutritious meals can be helpful with that as well. Um, but you know, I think as we think about the days being longer and darker and colder, um, that sounds really depressing, but we can always go to the, if there are virtual sites that we can do and get motivated. And, you know, if it's virtual, there may be something that you can do with another person online. So if you're living by yourself, is there a class that you can take virtually with a friend or do you have a family member who you can you can pull in as well? So to make that a little bit more fun and engaging and then make a commitment with someone else. So I think as an employer, are there things again that we can get creative about to make sure that we are offering self-care and and just stressing that to our employees and i think also making sure that we're letting our employees know still that the continuous message that we want you to take breaks during the day right we don't want you to be tied to your computer or your workstation all day every day it's important to take breaks it's actually still important to get outside even if it's cold um i read an article recently that basically it's there's no bad weather only bad clothes so if you can get outside and bundle up and, and just get some fresh air still during the cold weather, those are important. And also, you know, giving our employees permission to be able to do that is is really important as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 and I think about that. I actually, must have read the same article, Kristen, because um, <laughs> but, you know, if I just add as Kristen, notes, it's really important that employees really see this well-being in, in its entirety is taken care of. You know, I think the feedback that we received on uh, the what we termed as a Zerk never stops kit. Wendy, you had mentioned that earlier that, you know, we included a mask, sanitizer, multi-purpose tool was really, really positive, the feedback that we got. So in a time where we were focusing on a lot of the crisis management activities, we took the opportunity to send something that many saw as useful and really exhibits our care 
for the employee as, as the entire person, not just just being in the office. So um, at home, at work, and those sort of things. So you know, if your people aren't yet back to the business facilities, you know, you make sure that you're offering frequent updates and thing, you know, information about decision making and and the steps you're going to you know take to keep people safe now and into the future. And you know, as we we think about you know turning the the calendar to the new year, we want to we want to do all that on a positive note. And all the communication that we can do is is really key to that. Right. Any anything we're missing here? Any any strategies or resources either of you would like to mention um, before we wrap up? I would say maybe just from a benefits perspective, um, you know, this is annual enrollment for people who are in the benefits profession. We let employees know employees are, are most employees are used to re-enrolling in their benefits or at least paying attention to their benefits right now. It's a really good time to remind people of what they have and not just things that are changing for 2021, but things that they currently have. So, for example, if you are covering COVID testing at 100%, right, or COVID treatment at 100%, a lot of plans are doing that right now. Virtual visits may be covered at 100% as well. And in those virtual visits, it can be a doctor's appointment, but it can also be a visit with a, a mental health specialist or a behavioral specialist as well if you're doing that over the computer that can be covered at 100%. Do you have a well-being vendor that you're using? So is there an app-based vendor that you're using for holistic health that can help with challenges or to keep you on track with nutrition, that sort of thing? Um, you know, is there a paid leave program that you have? So if someone in your family gets sick, do you have a paid leave program or, or any sort of leave, even if it's not paid, what is your leave program? If someone ne needs to go out on leave, and then, you know, Bob had mentioned the COVID hospitalization benefit that we offer for our employees. Is there some sort of additional benefit that you're offering if someone gets sick? So at Zurich, you know, if someone gets sick with COVID, we're offering them and they're hospitalized with COVID, we're offering them additional money, like a critical care benefit to help them pay for other things that they may, additional expenses that may, they may have because they've been in the hospital. So it, it is, um, you know, you have their attention for the most part regarding benefits. So it's a really great opportunity not just to focus on what you're offering for 2021, but what do you currently have and do employees know that you they have it and they can take advantage of these things. Yeah, I, I think that's important to offer that reassurance because I, I think a lot of people worry, you know, will I be able to see my doctor if I have um, some issue over the holidays when people tend to be busy. So um, I think that communication is really valuable at this um, at this time and, and all the time really. Um, so, you know, thank you to both of you for highlighting these um, really great insights to help people get through the holidays. Um, as, as we wrap up, I'd like to point out to our listeners that uh, if they'd like more information on workplace issues during the pandemic, they can visit Zurich's Coronavirus Resource Hub on our website at zurichna.com slash COVID-19. That's all one word. And on behalf of all of us at Zurich, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we wish you all happy, healthy holidays. Thank you. 
The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.